Welcome into the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast with the head coach Mike Noska here on ESP Media and ESPX. I'm Richard Skinner. It's tournament time in the state of Ohio, and St. Xavier will open sectional tournament play on Thursday at 7:15 as they'll take on the number 17 seed Middletown. St. X, the number eight seed, and Mike uh, just played this team a couple weeks ago. You had to rally to, to force an overtime, won it in the overtime. Um, how much does that help having played them recently? And I guess it helps them too. Well, I think that's why they came in on us is because they, you know, came in here and took us to overtime. So, uh, you know, it won't be an easy game. They've had other good games. They've taken Princeton to overtime. Uh, they've had some bad losses, but uh, it's more about us, Skinny, and what we do right and, you know, what we have to improve on. Uh, we're playing a lot better basketball than we were a month ago. And uh, just as importantly, we're practicing a lot better. So we have a complete game plan this time, and we know what we want to do Thursday, and we just have to go out there and execute it. Mike, uh, it's been kind of a choppy end to your season in terms of a scheduling standpoint. You had a couple of cancellations. You had to force a cancellation because of weather to move some stuff around. W- would you have liked to have played those games, or is it just a matter of now all that's behind you and you just worry about Middletown and the, and the practice, leading, practice and preparation leading up to it? Yeah, I mean, you know, like we – Wayne had to play Springfield on Saturday night and, you know, you're kind of in, you have a tough loss Friday night to to have gone to Wayne on Saturday after that loss. I don't know how much that would have done for us. I know it's disappointing that we only ended up playing, you know, what was it? 18 games this year, Uh, you know, but it is what it is. I was looking at other teams, you know, very few teams played a full schedule. We're still dealing with COVID. And, you know, the one thing I will say is since the COVID stuff has happened, uh, teams think they can just kind of cancel whenever they want to. I think it's something that needs fixed. Uh, Actually been a little bit more adverse on our, our junior varsity and freshman levels. It's hard to find games, but at the same time, I'm still a big believer that this is a game about skill level. It's about uh, being able to, you know, be an athlete. We're still able to get into the weight room. So we were getting able to get into the weight room twice in between the Friday night game and this Thursday game. And we're fully prepared. We'll, uh, we're prepared enough that today can be a, shorter practice with a lot of shooting and we feel we're going to be ready to go uh, Thursday night uh, along with the fact that the schedule we have played uh, as it maybe has been a detriment to our record uh, we're fully prepared that that schedule has prepared us yeah there's no question we talked about that in an earlier podcast where you can certainly schedule yourself a record if you so desire Uh, most coaches don't they want to have their kids ready for tournament time and the best way to do that is play good competition, and sometimes your record doesn't always reflect how good you might be. Mike, the last three games you've played have all gone to overtime. You beat Middletown in the OT, fell to Moeller, fell to Elder. Um, is there some luck involved with some of those results? Is there a grit-your-teeth moment? Is there an execution thing? Is it all the things I'm talking about that kind of decide You know stuff? what? Here's what we tell our kids. Control the controllables. And I'm just going to flat-out sit here and say this. Anybody wants to look at the video? Uh, Johnny Vanover got fouled twice shooting three-pointers at LaSalle. Like I said, if somebody wants to look at the video, come look at the video. Those are fouls. Um, you know, we executed the play we wanted to at the end against Elder, not to mention the fact that uh, we held the ball for a minute and a half to take the last shot. Once again, Louie got fouled. And if you want to look at the video, look at the video. Now, those kids still have to make foul shots. But, you know, once again, we can't control those things. What we can control is how we play in overtime against Elder. And, uh, 
you know, our game goal was to hold them to 40 points. We had, we had them at 14 at the half. Right. And, you know, we told the kids at halftime, it's kind of the same thing we told the kids at Moeller. If we hold them to under 40, we're probably going to win. If we hold them to under 30, we're going to win. Well, in overtime, we had some defensive breakdowns. We had some defensive breakdowns on some ball screen coverages, and uh, we had a transition breakdown. So, you know, once again, these are things you can control. And, uh, you know, shot selection. And we talk about five things going here, going into the going into the tournament. You've got to take care of the ball, number one. We're doing a much better job with that in the last two games against good teams, Elder and Moeller are under 10, which is where we want to be. Uh, we want to play well defensively. We, I thought, like I said, those four quarters at Elder, we were very good defensively, and they have a, a, a potent lineup. Uh, we want to make our foul shots and our layups. We did it against Moeller. We did against Elder. Uh, I believe we were nine to ten in the fourth quarter against Elder, and I think that included overtime. Uh, we have to take care of the backboard. We held Elder to, to four offensive rebounds, so that's one one per quarter. That checks, but the shot selection wasn't where it needed to be. We were three of twenty-four from the three, and everybody has this idea: ah, oh, we were just missing, you know. Ah, oh, we we just weren't hitting our shots. You're three of twenty-four. Uh, you're not taking good enough shots. Some of those are open misses, but too many of them are are bad shots. So we have to we have to uh, improve on that. Uh, and go from there. Mike, in, in those circumstances too, and there are circumstances where guys just miss open shots and it feels like it gets contagious. How much do you emphasize at that point? Hey, get something going to the basket. Let's just get something downhill. And then when we get some of that going in, if you get that nice opportunity to three where it's kicked out or it's swung to you and you're open, then go ahead and take it. You just say, Hey, if you're open, if it is a good three, I'm just gonna have to let you let it fly. Well, it's twofold here because, uh, you know, and, and Elder's very good at this. We didn't shoot the ball well against Elder in, in either game, especially from beyond the arc. Uh, you know, high school coaches, good ones, try to make other kids beat you. You know, they're not going to let Johnny and Louie beat you. Okay, they're going to make it very difficult on them. It's the old adage, you're open for a reason, kid. Yeah, well, I'll let you say that for me. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you got to get a lot of shooting practice in and somebody's got a hat and they're going to have to hit a big shot here. They're jacked curtains hit a big one in the third quarter, I believe to tie the game, but we always tell them this. And, and this is the way the game's going. You want, you want to, you want layups. You want to get to the foul line. And we told our kids last week, an old Rick Majerus line games are primarily one at the foul line. But the third thing is rhythm threes. So like if you're open and you're not in rhythm, pass it up. But if you're in rhythm, you know, you're, you're going to have to knock that shot down. And, you know, the next factor is, hey, go to the offensive backboard. It is a maker. The higher you get in basketball, it's, it's, it is make or miss. But yeah. it still goes down to shot selection. And even when I talk to guys that are coaching Division One basketball or guys that are coaching in the NBA, they talk about shot selection all the time. And uh, I, I would say communication is a sign of a, a championship team defensively, but the shot selection and great shot selection is the sign of a championship team also offensively. Mike, you've had good runs to the tournament in your career, both at Wilmington and obviously last year at St. Xavier. Is there 
something that, that you stress in the postseason? You talked a little bit about defense. Is it the is that the one controllable? Because sometimes you're on a neutral floor and there's different shooting backgrounds and there's nerves and all of those things. Is there something you feel you can control more in a postseason setting than anything else? Well, we, we, we really prepare. I mean, we are fully prepared for these games. Okay, that, that would be the first thing I would tell you. Sometimes during the season, you just don't have time. I mean, you play LaSalle on a Friday night and you play Middletown on a Saturday. Right. Coaches can, can watch as much film as they want to, but you only have, you know, a couple hours to get your kids prepared. So, you know, we're fully prepared for anybody that we're going to be playing here. Uh, the preparation is done in advance. The kids are ready to go. That builds their confidence. And, you know, the best players in the world could have an off shooting night. So once again, let's get good shots. Let's get offensive rebounds and let's make sure we get a shot every time down the floor. You know, and if you watch and you look at the teams that will make a run here, you'll see teams turning the ball over three, four or five times in a game. And it's certainly something we've shored up. And you talk about some of the games that we've played in the past, whether we're here was X or at Wilmington, you know, I would look at box scores, like maybe games against Moeller and there'd be three or four turnovers for, for both of us. So you just want to play well enough that it's going to take a really good effort from a really good team to beat you. Right. That's what happened last year. You know, you, you know, we felt whoever was coming out of that region was going to win the state. You know, you lose an overtime to Moeller. I mean, and, you know, play here, play right. there. But I think the thing that people don't understand is it isn't necessarily a play in the fourth quarter or an overtime. It could be a play in the first quarter that matters. Those those points go up on the board too. Yeah, no question. Yeah, that's well that's well said. Uh, Mike, I, I did want to kind of wrap this up. You had a, a handful of guys that made the all GCL South team, two first teamers and Johnny Vanover, Louis Simone, David Clark made the second team. Obviously, well deserved for those guys. I know it's yeah, a small. Well there's, there's only four. There's only four teams, but still, that that being said, it's still a nice honor for those guys. No, well, I I can't stand when people say, and I'm not that you're saying it, but I've heard other people say, well, it's a small league. There's only four teams in the league. Well, you know what? Uh, last year, I think all four teams were in the districts. Yeah, three of the four were in the regional. Uh, so that's pretty uh, good. Yeah, and if you look at last year's. Uh, First team all GCL South. I, I think it was pretty much all uh it, it was all scholarship kids. I mean, I, I would like to take the GCL South All-Stars and I, I would love to coach that team. We'll just put it to you that way. I'd like to coach that team in some type of postseason. Uh it'd be, a, it'd be a good AAU group. Yeah, I think it'd be a good group period. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're we're proud of our conference. I mean, you know, and you look at uh, Evan Mahaffey's player of the year and he's you know, he's going to uh, he's going to go play in the Big Ten. Uh, still talking to a lot of college coaches right now about about Louie. Johnny would have that option if he wanted to uh, spend some time on the phone the other day uh, talking about uh, the two elder seniors, uh, Harp and uh, Keller uh, to, to Division two coach. So uh, and David Clark, very deserving on the on the second team. Just he's been an outstanding leader for us, our best communicator defensively, our lane intimidator. And of course, you know, Johnny and Louie have, uh, you know, they, they've picked up uh, their end of the bargain here coming in as our, our, our top dogs, specifically offensively this year. So everybody on those first two teams, very well deserved. Yeah, and it's funny when you start talking about those guys individually, you start kind of piecing them in your mind of how many good parts there are. They're not all the same position group and they're not, they don't all do the same thing. They all have really different skill sets in, in a lot of ways. That, that would be a heck of a group to coach. You're right. Absolutely.
Yeah. Well, Mike, listen, good luck in the, in the tournament. You got Middletown, and if you win, uh, hopefully we'll talk again on Monday about your second-round game. The winner of LaSalle and Loveland would be the opponent, so good luck on, uh, on Thursday night against Middletown. Skinny, I look forward to uh, spending a lot of Mondays with you. Yes, indeed. Just well, going, so I appreciate you it. it. You got it. Thanks very much. For the All head right. coach of St. Xavier, Mike Noska, I'm Richard Skinner. I've been watching the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast from ESP Media and ESPX.